0: Contest is scheduled for one.
1: Hey, 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 it's your boy KJ, and welcome to the WWE Clash of Champions 2019 review. This show was weird <laughs> uh this this so 2019 clash of champions the night where all champions defend their championships it was it was a the main show was three and a half hours pre-show was i can't even remember how long to be honest but uh it was very strange in in the layout of it it's kind of weird uh where you had aj styles like on the pre-show and in my opinion, AJ Styles has been the 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 MVP of Raw and SmackDown. Like in WWE, I think he's been the best performer the last two weeks. So I'm surprised he was on the pre-show. I didn't understand why that was the case, but I don't know. Let's let's see where this goes. But in terms of in terms of an event, Clash of Champions was was there's there's a lot to be. A lot to be discussed and i i got on my my co-host for the pot of thunder and inside the robes oliver satian uh aka Aliasso for this review and uh if you if you listen to the pot of thunder then you know how kind of like we're, we're, we're degenerates we 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 make fun of stuff that we shouldn't be making fun of and uh, we joke about things that you should not ever joke about but uh, we do it all in the sense of humor and comedy and you know we're we're trying to lighten things up you can't take everything seriously so you know that, that that's our sense of humor and uh, some people like us for it some people don't we're not everyone's cup of tea but you know you can't please everyone but so ollie all he's on this episode and like always you know ollie and i we're we're hitting all those cylinders or whatever the fucking expression is and uh and yeah, we we had a great time. We we had about like an hour and forty five minutes of of just back and forth on on Clash Champions and uh, other random stuff as well. So um, it was it was and and obviously because we review Thunder from nineteen ninety eight, we don't really get to discuss the main roster stuff much. But uh, Ollie and I both break down everything on this episode, and then or rather. Um, everything on this event on this show clash of champions and we discuss kind of what our takes are on the main roster and uh and he obviously because now that i do you know roped in that you guys know what my thoughts are but all these thoughts are kind of you know to himself so now he's had this platform to kind of talk about what he thinks of the current product in in great detail so for sure you know if if you're interested in his thoughts definitely this this episode is for you and uh, yeah just uh, make sure make sure you follow at roped in pod and this is going to be a first because i'm going to do the plugs right now so that the show ends with Ollie and i talking but uh, yeah make sure you follow at roped in pod make sure you follow at that kj guy across all major social media platforms youtube.com forward slash that kj guy for content coming your way soon and yeah Without further ado, this is Oli Osatian. And welcome back to Roped In. I am here with my guest, my bestest friend, my only podcast partner, and the man I adore, Oliver Osatian. Oli! What's up, buddy? Is it safe to talk here?
2: Is it uh, I feel like there's no protection.
1: There's no protection, but you know what? We're this thing is like so small that you can say whatever you want cuz no one's really going to hear it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part is we're in 2019. How amazing right. is that?
2: I mean, it's a pretty good year. Mhm.
1: That's right. Just we're not we're not in nineteen ninety eight anymore. We're in two thousand nineteen. We we can Oh you stuff. mean
2: that? Uh, oh you mean that little podcast that we do uh on Inside the Ropes?
1: Yeah, yeah. That that little podcast <laughs> that, little, oh, that little, little
2: podcast, uh part of uh
1: part of nitrile, is it? Part of uh something like that. Some part of shite. Pot of sh- <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be re- are we gonna <laughs> we should do a review of Pot of Thunder? Just <laughs>
2: Oh yeah. No, remember way back when we were like talking about how so, but someone's gonna start reviewing podcasts. It's gonna to get to yeah. that point where everyone's reviewed everything. So then they start yeah. reviewing podcasts.
1: Yeah, we could just review our own podcast. Why not? Yeah, right. <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, we'll we'll just be the pioneers <laughs> of that. Start start every with our sa- own. Shit. Every,
2: every Saturday on Rock Ten, it's the review of part of Thunder. <laughs>
1: like we could uh, we could innovate something we could I mean that could be incredible you know that could yeah. be that could be revolutionary who knew you know when Colt Cabana first started doing wrestling podcasts no one knew they'd be so popular yeah but you know we we now everyone just knows wrestling podcasts.
2: Mm. but um... I'm still uh, I'm still sort of trying to recover from Alexa Bliss last night
1: because oh. wow so, wow. folks, the, this podcast is mainly gonna be us talking about Alexa Bliss, and uh, <laughs> then there was some other wrestling that happened, which I yeah, don't really remember. Other, but some other stuff. Oh my god! So I watched it. I watched it much later. Ali, did you watch it live? Ollie? did you watch Clash of Champions live? I
2: watched it live at the vivacious Jen Louise's house. Oh wow! Kenny Hulk, Kenny, Hulk and Jen.
1: Oh wow! Okay, that's an amazing set of people to have to have some wrestling time with. Mm. The so <laughs> so there's uh, Hulk obviously Hulk that that I mean Hulk alone is just the best cause God, he's I a prince, him.
2: an absolute
1: prince. Why do not you take Why didn't you take Frank with you? Because I wanted to
2: enjoy the pay per view.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> This, do Frank and Hulk get along? By the way, for people who don't know, uh, Frank and Hulk are Kenny and all these dogs, respectfully. So, uh, yeah, they get
2: on. They get on really well. Um, they were introduced. Well, H- Hulk was introduced to Frank when he was just a little baby, so they they know each other. Um, okay. The thing about Frank is he's super chill when it's just me and Eloise at home, but he gets really excited. Um, yeah. <laughs> I so mean, he, he, So if he, if he was there, he probably would be fine. But it's, it's the initial excitement of, oh, my God, I'm in a new place. What's that? Can I chew it? Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> God. Is that food? Is that food? What's going on?
1: So, you know what, Frank, when I, when I stayed at your house, Frank was so uh, excited that because uh, it was me, you and Ryan. You remember Ryan? Ryan, yeah, yeah. Ryan, um, where, where is
2: Ryan? The uh, he works for the UFC
1: now. No way yeah oh that's so cool he runs their sosh Ooh. i should i should have him on on one of the ufc ones then because uh, uh oh that's so cool i didn't know that but yeah so uh ryan so it was me you ryan and then ryan was just you know occupied with with frank the entire time at night and then he left at like fucking crack of dawn when and no one knew when he left if he ever made it out alive And then, and then you, then I woke up and as soon as I opened the door of the guest room, Frank just bolted in and jumped on the bed, (laughs) circled the bed about six times and then tried to jump on me and then just ran out and ran back in. He was so hyper. He was so excited. I was like, oh. Yeah, he likes
2: pals. He loves pals. He gets so excited when people come over and he he just wears his little heart on his sleeve. He just, he Mm. just has so much love in his heart and he doesn't know how to convey it.
1: He's, so he just gets
2: really, really excited.
1: Oh, he's the fucking best! I love Frank so much. <laughs> I love that dog. But yeah, and I, I've yet to meet Hulk. Uh, Kenny told me that the next time I'm in, I'm in town, I will, I will get a chance to meet Hulk. But um... Hulk is,
2: Hulk is, the he like he is a dog, right? I would say he is like the perfect dog. He does right. dog things. He looks like a dog. He acts like a dog. He's cute like a dog. Whereas Frank is not a dog. (laughs) (laughs) What is Frank? He, I don't really know. I can't. Sometimes he's a
1: goat. Um, (laughs) Do you mean the greatest of all time? Is that what you mean by goat? No, I mean mean like a fucking a
2: fucking mountain goat, a (laughs) belly goat. (laughs) Fucking idiot! Um, One time he thought he was a horse. Uh, Oh wow! So, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's great. You got a deal on like one dog and multiple animals in this one dog. Yeah. It's like a package, like a three in one.
2: <laughs> there is a saying for Frank, that, you know, a world famous saying, he was born a boy, he became a dog, and he will be a boy again. Oh, wow. What? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that's uh, We've been saying
1: that to him since since he came into our lives. I'd hate to see what type of boy this dog turns out to be. He's he's just a little, a little, ugly, little fucking. <laughs> Can you imagine this? Frank as a person is taking a shit in carpets, running probably around. What and
2: na- probably what not. Probably what
1: looked like when he was a kid. <laughs> hey, hey, nanny. Shout out to you! <laughs> he loves it. He loves it when we mention his name on the podcast. Oh, he loves so, it. He loves it. So, he'll, be, he'll be fully erect right now. No, so this is the part where he goes back and jerks off to it. So, so this is oh. on loop in his house. <laughs> so, Frank, Frank, yeah, the beast incarnate. So, I mean, that's a wrap. <laughs> So yeah, so here's the best part. See, no one pays for this podcast. So we can say whatever the fuck we want about the listeners cuz cause, cause in Pod of Thunder, people are paying money. So we we can't really so, insult them, you know. They we're taking no. their fucking money. Over here though, <laughs> I have I have I actually have 3 listeners. So we can we can just say whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> so But yeah, okay. So Ali, I wanted to ask you what your like so, since we do pot of thunder, right? So we're talking about 1998 WCW mainly. So we we do have yeah. the odd references to the WWF, um, which is running in parallel. But in terms of 2019, we rarely ever get to talk about the current product. So uh, I wanted hey, to ask. Hey, did we not you, do
2: like a weird fucking uh, house show one once?
1: We did. We did that starcade. That shitty starcade. Arcade,
2: yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and that we're was a so long bad. podcast. There's four four people
1: listen to that. Yeah, like like barely the same people that are listening to this listen to that. Yeah, (laughs) but uh,
2: because one of one of the comments on it was, if it's not Kenny or Sondra, I don't care.
1: Oh, (laughs) 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 well, fair enough. So, but I wouldn't ask you what you what your thoughts on the current product is, and because it's been a while since Starcast uh, Starcade, anyways so um yeah starcast
2: was only like a couple weeks ago starcast Um... (laughs) wasn't too long
1: ago but yeah yeah, it was what do you so tell me what what your thoughts on the current product are and uh i don't have any like sort of really like
2: oh my god that's such a great take ollie i kind of sort of feel like everyone else feels Mm -hmm. um i'm excited for the, the next few months i'm excited for the future of wrestling i feel like it hasn't changed for so long, and now with AEW starting and uh, WWE going on network television, um, it's, it seems like it's. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to say that it's going to be a boom period, but it's going to be a different period. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited for that. WWE right now though, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's. I don't really subscribe to this. Oh, it's the worst ratings of all time. Oh my goodness yeah the mm-hmm. ratings are bad but people consume wrestling differently now
1: yeah you know they- no
2: one there's not there's not really like it's not really de- destination viewing anymore if you miss it you don't watch it live you watch it online you watch it on catch up you don't mm-hmm. have to sit at your tv and, and watch it every week so that doesn't really bother me too much storyline yeah. wise and stuff i can't really say that there's any storylines right now that are really grasping me in wwe that are really like oh my god i love this storyline um except from, say, Bray Wyatt. I think that, right. that's that captured my that's captured my interest a lot. But I mean the world title pitcher on SmackDown is <laughs> stagnant. I mean mm-hmm. I, I i like Randy Orton as a challenger, but Kofi Kingston is a champion that doesn't work for me. The not right. Title's dead, um I suppose I'm sort of interested in Bailey's heel turn because it's something different for the character, but I'm not the biggest fan of Bailey. Look at the Raw side. Seth Rollins is a champion. It's yeah. fine. But there's nothing really like, oh my god, I can't wait to see how this unfolds next week. I'm going to definitely tune in. It's going to be the best thing ever. It's just kind of mm-hmm. there. I'm kind of following it. But back to my original point about looking to the future. I really hope that with NXT going to USA... I've never really been like a weekly NXT fan, but I'm gonna start giving it a chance. I've always enjoyed the takeovers. I think the talent on that roster is so good and I'm excited to see how that's gonna work. I'm excited to see how AEW work things out. Um mm-hmm. I think that I think that the shine is gonna come off them after the first few weeks and I'm more interested to see what their show is gonna be like and say Six to eight weeks from now, before coming up to November for their first pay per view, while they've got TV, I want to just see like what that's going to be once the shines come off. Um, right. So yeah, that's
1: that's kind of kind of where I'm at right now. So uh, besides, obviously, besides Alexa Bliss, is uh, is it safe to say that Bray Wyatt is is the person who captivates your attention the most?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's the only one. It's the only really like character that has any. Intre- like, any sort of interesting character, like I don't know, what can you? Who's an
1: interesting character on Raw right now, except for Bray Wyatt? I honestly, you know what? Uh, for me, with with uh, Seth Rollins being around, he's just not clicking for me for some reason. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is, but Seth Rollins has kind of dulled down. And even like jumping ahead into the review of this of this uh, show. Seth was being booed against Braun at some point. Like the fans were booing I think,
2: him. I, th- I think the thing is, is he's just not—he's just not likable enough to be a babyface.
1: Hmm. I—I would have to agree like with the, that. And but that—that's that's something that, that, that WWE's could, done, right? Yeah. Well, that's, like the they've done that with most of their babyface. Sorry, go on.
2: The last time I can think about Seth Rollins when he was an over babyface. Remember he had that knee injury and he came yeah. back. And they released that documentary uh, coinciding with him coming back. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. everyone watched that documentary and were so behind him. They're like, fucking yes, Seth Rollins. And then he came back and he was a heel. And that killed him. If, that, that killed everything. And then, yeah, I don't know. I mean, even, even if you take Roman Reigns, he, he's... That storyline right now with Roman Reigns is, oh. Gives you an aneurysm to think about the logistics <laughs> of it. It's, it's dragged but, out. It's just, it's, it's, it, Seth Rollins for me is not, not a great babyface. Um, mm-hmm. But then there isn't really any good babyfaces in WWE because they've forgotten how to book a babyface. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like look at, okay, take, take Sami Zayn for example, right? The mm-hmm. most over fucking babyface in NXT. Like everyone loves Sami Zayn. He was so over and they brought him up to the main roster and now he's Shinsuke Nakamura's manager. <laughs> and he was getting booed la- he was getting booed last night but not because he was a heel it was x Pac heat it was go away heat it was like we hate you sammy you're so annoying
1: yeah yeah <laughs> so he, but he's doing a fantastic job in in his role for sure but as a baby face he was so lovable he was like like he was what daniel bryan was at wrestlemania 30 Sami Zayn was was on a lower scale of that on nxt Mm-hmm. Like that's that's fair to say, right? When he won the title finally against Neville or Adrian Neville oh, at yeah. the time, he was everyone was behind him, and Neville was a good guy. Like people loved Neville, but then obviously Neville took on the role of a heel in that match, and Sami Zayn came out the the prevailing babyface, and then Kevin Owens attacked him. So Sami Zayn had everything going for him in terms of that character, and even against Kevin Owens, the matches he had, he was face you know, even on the main roster. But then what happened after that? It just fizzled out. So, yeah, because you're right.
2: Because they, they they kept they, they kept saying, "Oh, you can book Sammy." Saying, "Oh, don't worry, we're gonna book him like Daniel Bryan." That's how we get people over in 2016, 2017, 2018. We have to make them go down to the bottom, be the worst underdog, and then the crowd's gonna rally behind them, and that's how we're gonna get them over. Well, for three three fucking years later, it's not worked, has it? Because no. that was one one thing, one person. It was it wasn't a formula. It was Daniel Bryan got over because he's Daniel Bryan, and he overcame it. No, everyone's Daniel Bryan.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, I think I think because they got mega amounts of uh, of fanfare behind Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30, they're just trying to recreate that lightning in a bottle again, and they just keep trying, it, and, you, trying and trying you, and trying. But
2: they can't. You can't. Yeah, but, like, yeah, so I don't know. I can't think of a, a baby face that's been booked well that I want to get behind in a long time, which, Bray, which Bray takes us back to talking <laughs> which takes yeah exactly, <laughs> which takes us back to Seth Rollins. He, he's just so meh, and I don't think that him posting that stuff on social media a couple months back about being yeah. the best of the world and bringing up money that sort of soured people on him. And he just, he's a great heel. Get, get me wrong, Seth Rollins when he was doing that run when with uh, the Authority and stuff, he was a dick, and he mm-hmm. was so it was so much fun to hate him because he was such a good heel, but. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah.
1: No, a hundred percent. You're right. Even Finn Balor comes to mind when and when you talk about dried up baby faces. It's just yeah. The entire baby, <laughs> the, that pool of baby faces is just so dry. It's it's terrible. They're like
2: little little grapes lying out in the sun, drying up into raisins. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that that's the face locker room. I mean, right help now, me,
2: help me! I'm withering. <laughs> No. 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 I'm imagining the little fucking <laughs> no. the member baddies in South Park just weathering yeah. w- up, <laughs> weathering up into fucking raisins <laughs> and sultanas. I remember.
1: I remember. No. <laughs> remember how Kirk? Remember
2: John Cena?
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's really good. <laughs> oh my god! I thought you played a clip for a second. I was like, "Wait a second! How the fuck did he get that so quickly?" And Hulk Hogan, John Cena—what the fuck? That was so good. Remember, <laughs> yeah. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> but holy shit! Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's—it's just—it's so so fucking bad. Like the best baby face right now, in my opinion, and I'm sure you agree. Is Alexa Bliss? She's baby face. Right? Oh.
2: She, right. she. I mean, yeah. She's she's always been a baby face, baby. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I'd like. So that can face. I? So can I tell you? I'll tell you about. So we're we're sitting last night in uh-huh. Jen's uh, lovely house and we're watching the pay per view and it cuts backstage to Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross's interview before the match, and it was like time stopped. I, I seen her on the screen and Kenny was in the middle of telling us the story and I was like, it, everyone be quiet, everyone be quiet, oh my god. And I just grabbed Jen's arm and she was like, It's okay, Ollie. remember to breathe, never to breathe. Like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god <laughs> And then when <laughs> and then when Buddy Murphy came out during the match for mm-hmm. the twenty-four seven title thing. Jen just turns to me and goes, right, he fucking blew it. He, he seen her tonight, the way she looks, fucking you're you, you ruined it for yourself, buddy. You ruined it, pal. <laughs> I mean if you're Buddy Murphy, you're backstage and you're like going over what's gonna happen tonight and you see your ex fiance looking like that, man, you fucked up. You fucked I, up big.
1: I would I would literally be crying myself to sleep every night for the rest <sighs> of my life, my even after I get married. God like i, I could cannot... i could marry someone else and i'd still cry myself to sleep until i die like yeah. i'd have a i would have I would sell frown. i
2: would sell my dog sell my dog for <laughs> I sell my dog for an hour with alexa Bliss looking <laughs> like that but probably in reality be 4.3 seconds
1: uh, <laughs> 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 and then you could just stare at her awkwardly for the rest <laughs> you know, while she's just cleaning up this massive amount of spunk that you've just unloaded on oh, her yeah. chest.
2: I mean, she, guys, like I don't know, it's, I don't think I'm wrong when I say that that's one of the hottest women
1: I've ever seen in my life. Oh, she's so good looking. She's so, so fucking good looking, and like you and I have both met her in person. Good mm-hmm. God Almighty, she is. Fine.
2: I had a girlfriend once and I've always I've always fancied Harley Quinn, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously who 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 doesn't fancy Harley Quinn? Yeah. The comic book character. <laughs> so I bought her a Halloween costume as Harley Quinn to dress up for for Halloween mm-hmm. and yeah, that that. Sorry, I was having a wee private moment thinking about that. Uh, that that was what that was a great that was a great Halloween. That was a really good Halloween, and <laughs> that costume didn't make it to the next Halloween. <laughs> that was a really good Halloween. Wow, I remember that. <laughs> I,
1: I went. I I don't remember I telling you this, but I went. Uh, I went as the axe effect one year for Halloween where I ripped up all my clothes and I had lipstick marks all over me. And, and I was such a (laughs) sneaky bitch because I tried to get some girls to, to put the lipstick marks on me with their mouth. And they're like, Oh sure. We can, I gave them the lipstick. I was like, could you, you know, maybe put lipstick marks on me. And they're like, sure. Yeah. And then they just ended up drawing lipstick marks. I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, this is not how (laughs) this was supposed to go. (laughs) But yeah, that, that's oh. the most creative thing I've ever done. But it was uh and I know you like your pirates now, yeah? Oh
2: yeah, pirate. What was You make a, pirate. a good
1: pirate. You make a good pirate. Yeah. Well but...
2: that's that we've had that conversation before about everyone has their optimum Halloween costume. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: I've found mine. You you have to discover it though, you can't just So mine's is mine's is a pirate because I can dress up as other things, but I always look best as a pirate.
1: It's like you're it's like a Patronus, right? You have to like conjure it. Yeah. And yeah. Like... <laughs> then suddenly it's like,
3: ah.
1: So Halloween's <laughs> coming up soon. So I'm, I, I never really do something for Halloween. So I really want to do something this year. So it'd be, yeah. What did anyway. I do last
2: year? I can't even remember. I don't think Maybe, you did anything. I don't think I, I, don't think I did it last
1: year, did I? Yeah. No. Yeah. Need to make up for it this year. But, um, so how about, how about we get into this pay-per-view, which, uh, sure. Clash of Champions 2019, uh, this pay-per-view was, uh, was quite interesting. It, uh, the main card ran about three and a half hours. And, uh, so it, the, so the structure of it was quite weird because the, the, so we're just gonna, I'm just gonna let you ni- guys know that on the fucking, on the pre-show we had Drew Gulak in his triple threat title match for, for the Cruiserweight title, defending it successfully. But also, weirdly, AJ Styles wrestled on the pre-show against Cedric Alexander, defending his title, hits, hits the Phenomenal Forearm, then the Styles Clash, picks up the win, the OC comes out, and beats up Cedric Alexander. So all this happened on the pre-show, which was so, so fucking weird. Uh, did you watch the pre-show, Ollie? So funny
2: story, well not so funny. I'm sitting at the, the Jen's house last night and it's eleven o'clock, the pre-show's starting we're listening to Booker T talk absolute pish and uh, yeah, I get a call from I get a call from Eloise who says I've just finished work and realized that I don't have my keys so then I had to get an Uber back to my house to give Eloise the keys and then she drove me from my house back to Jens. So I didn't arrive back at Jens till after the main show had started. Oh, damn. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, shit.
2: <laughs> but, I, but I, but so I, I didn't watch the Cruiserweight match um, at all. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I, I caught up on the AG style, search because I didn't watch the whole match, I just watched the clips on YouTube. Um, okay. I, I was just sort of, sh- because when I came back in and, I, and we were, as the pay-per-view was going on, we're getting towards the end of how many matches are left. And I said, oh, we've not seen the US title match yet. And that Ollie, that was on the pre-show. I was like, really? AJ Styles was on the pre-show? Something must be wrong there.
1: Yeah, it was so weird because, like, he was he was the main event of Raw with Stone Cold and everything. And he he's the one who took the stunner. So I was surprised. And he's even on the poster for Clash of Champions so it's like yeah there's got to be
2: there's got to be something something's got to have happened or there's got to be something of of a reason of as to why that was on the show Mm -hmm. because also to know uh, Cedric Alexander uh, uh, bottom where was the pay-per-view Charlotte Charlotte's his hometown that's that's where he's from so it was weird to put hometown boy on the pre-show with AJ Styles who's kind of sort of in the upper mid-card to main event picture on Raw so really weird
1: and at least for me AJ Styles now is hitting on all cylinders where he's been he's been rejuvenating his character and I love his heel work he's he's kind of like kicked it up a notch a little bit for me Uh, do you you, do you feel the same way about him or are you still like "Eh, he's kind of blind
2: I thought he was getting a little bit stagnated on um, Smackdown so since he's came over to Raw and they've sort of started this uh, the OC thing yeah I'm enjoying him Um, yeah as much as I can, I feel like it's still very he's, it, it's still very sterile. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what I mean by that?
1: Yeah, yeah, I get you. He is,
2: I get you. He is getting it, but I, I love you know me. I love ring attire and all that stuff. So I love uh, I love that they have like matching ring attires and they're color coordinated. And he was wearing the red, and Addison Gallows have like stepped up their... um the ring game and gallows is painting his face again like he did in japan so yeah. i love all that shit
1: yeah um, yeah so it's yeah. pretty pretty decent stuff uh so for we're in we're in as ollie said we're in charlotte north carolina the spectrum center never heard of it so uh i guess maybe you know it, it seemed it seemed decent but uh we we start the main show with a really good video package it's pretty badass i i kind of liked it and then, Is it good? <laughs> and then I never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a really good video package, but then they ruin it with and now Skittles presents Clash of Champions. I'm like, are you fucking serious? They had this like super badass thing with Becky Lynch and like Sasha Banks coming back and Roman Reigns and Rowan and then
0: Skittles. Yay. It's
1: like Oh, oh by the way,
2: before we start talking about the pay per view, i uh-huh. found something and I th- I don't know how we go about reviewing it or whether... I don't know, right? But anyway, so I was on the network yeah, yesterday afternoon um, just catching up on stuff and I found this thing uh, called WCW All Nighter. Right? Oh my god. And it's from 1995, right? It's four mm-hmm. and a half hours long, right? Whoa. And this is the premise. This is the premise. Tony Schiavone, <laughs> Minji Okerland. Uh-oh. Larry Zabisco, oh, wow. Bobby the Brain Heenan, Gordon Soli and the American Dream Dusty Rhodes uh-huh. are sitting in Tony Schiavone's basement, like in his like uh, pool room, and they're uh-huh. reviewing the ten best matches in Clash of Champions history. Wow. <laughs> me and Jen, me and Jen watched the first ten minutes of it. It is fucking amazing.
1: <laughs> oh my god, we should watch that. <laughs>
2: Oh my god! So I think yeah, we need to do something with that because it's so it's so up our street. It's so good.
1: Oh god, okay. I'm gonna. What was it called? Up all night? WCW All Nighter. All Nighter. Okay, okay. We have gotta check this out. I'm gonna check this out. All Nighter. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just made a quick note of it. Uh, <laughs> right. So. So we start, we start Clash of Champions 2019 with the Raw Tag Team Title match, which makes sense because uh, it's Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman pulling double duty. Uh, this match kicks off. Robert Roode, Dolph Ziggler are the challengers. Uh, so quick notes. Robert Roode gets ready for the glorious DDT at some point. but Braun pushes Robert into Seth, dropping him. And uh, Dolph actually pulls down the ropes. Braun flies out. Seth bumps off the ropes into the glorious DDT. Root and Ziggler win the tag team titles. All the what? This was mm-hmm. this was pretty obvious, right? Like we saw this coming.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, the thing about it is, is, it was hard. You knew that they were going to lose, but it, it was hardly like the mega powers exploding the way the match ended. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Was... Um, uh, oh, no, I've accidentally run into my tag team partner and I've been defeated. <laughs> you know, <laughs> This was, is this was really building up the main event for me. Like, it was just, <laughs> you know, but it wasn't...
1: It, it's never really... Why did they even win the tag team titles? Yeah, yeah. And, like, it was from, from the second, the first, as soon as Ziggler and Rude won that contendership, I was like, okay, mm. one thing thousand percent they're going to win the titles from braun and and seth there's Mm -hmm. no no question about it so i they and they do this sometimes they just they give the tag team titles i guess they needed transitional champions in the middle so they you know the oc drop it to them and then they give it to to these guys
2: yeah we've got a roster jam-packed of talented tag uh, career tag team wrestlers that are so good. We've got like the War War Machine. You've got the Utos. You've got um, uh, where the, the revival. Fu- you know all, all these heavy machinery. All mm-hmm. these great teams who are tag team wrestlers. But well, let's strike them on. Uh, let's struck them on Big Braun and uh, Seth, and then they can feud with Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode for TNA. That's a good idea. <laughs> great idea. Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean. Don't get me wrong, right? Bobby Roode and uh, Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins—they're all great wrestlers, and Braun is good for what he does. It, yeah. it wasn't going to not
1: be a solid match, but mm-hmm. I mean, this match <laughs> just... didn't—it didn't even run that long. It was—it was no, it's like it's uh, a... it was less it... than ten minutes, wasn't it? it? It was nine minutes, nine minutes forty seconds. So just mm. about shi- twenty seconds shy of being uh, a ten-minute match. Mm. It was shockingly short. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I- I'm okay with what they gave me. I didn't want to see more of this because I knew the outcome, since the outcome was predictable, it was it was okay to see a quick match. So no surprise there. I think
2: that, I think that this match would have been better if Bobby Roode still had this mustache. Yes. Why did he lose his, well, didn't <laughs> he have kind of like a beard thing going on? Is it just me or does Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler remind you of Rick Roode and Mr. Perfect? Yes. Yes, thank you. Yes, they do. <laughs> That's what it is, right?
1: <laughs> and the mustache made it so much more like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, the- like it's a way,
2: it's a way shorter version, but it, they do <laughs> it does remind me of them, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of interested to see where Ziggler and Rude go with these titles, though. I have to admit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm curious to see um, how they're gonna go forward. Um,
2: I think I think it'll be Vince McMahon will get bored of them in a few weeks and um Bobby Roode will disappear and Dolph Ziggler will go back to living in the mid card stand slash... up comedy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean I I thought Ziegler was gonna, you know, sit at home and wait out his contract, but now he's tag team champion, so that's interesting. Yeah. Strange, but, but okay. Sure. Sure. I mean,
2: uh, I don't. You say interesting, but
1: <laughs> I'm. I'm. You know what? I don't hate Ziggler as much as uh, like Sondra or Kenny, or and I don't think you hate him that much. But Sandra I don't and Kenny hate him. There. But yeah,
2: yeah. They, 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 really. I don't hate him,
1: but I hate mm-hmm. him less than I used to. The right. last time I
2: liked him was remember that feud he had with the Miz. Oh, that was, that was his brilliant. On the line and the IC title match, and that was class.
1: Yeah, that that's was the last really time I good.
2: cared about Dolph.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair to say. I I mean, the stuff he did with Drew I liked I liked the mm-hmm. stuff he did with Drew initially. But then yeah. obviously that, that kinda led to nothing. But I'm curious to see where where they go with Rude and Ziggler. I want them to be champions for a while because at least you cement them and then at least you know, Robert Rude has something to do. So that's mm-hmm. that's what I wanna see. Uh following that we see Bailey versus Charlotte for the SmackDown Live Women's Tag uh not tag team SmackDown Live Women's Championship and uh this match was just shockingly short. This match mm-hmm. was 3 minutes 45 seconds long. That that's it. It was under 4 minutes. This match was was so high paced from the get-go where Charlotte hits the big boot as soon as the bell rings. She goes into a pin, Bailey kicks out, and then uh the match ends when Charlotte's shoving Bailey's face into the bottom turnbuckle and the referee pulls her away, says Charlotte stop, stop, stop. She looks mad, and then by the time Charlotte goes back to Bailey, Bailey yanks her down, Charlotte's face hits the turnbuckle, but this time it's exposed. Bailey rolls up Charlotte, one, two, three, Bailey runs out of the ring, grabs the title, and runs all the way back. Uh, So, strange, interesting, Uh, Charlotte, and and then after the match, Charlotte sat up and was laughing, you know, for some reason. But, so what did you make of this, Ollie? What did you think of this whole, like, this is obviously cementing Bailey's heel turn into, like, a proper story now.
2: We had absolutely no idea what had happened. (laughs) So the match had just started and we're expecting it to go 10 minutes. So we're all chatting and stuff, not really fully focusing on what was happening. And then I think maybe Jen or someone was in the kitchen and the bell rang and we're all all turned around and and we're like, what? What? (laughs) Bailey's won? Oh my God. And then, yeah. (laughs) Great idea, right? This is it. Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair named after the city of Charlotte, mm-hmm. hometown girl. Yes, Charlotte world title match against Bailey comes out, loses in three minutes 35. <laughs> what,
1: yeah, like why do that? Like, why? So, uh, so, so, Vince so far, we had... Charlotte, so.
2: Th- so so far we've had AJ Styles beating Cedric Alexander, and then the OC beating up Alexander. And so yep. we've had Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode beat Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, and then mm-hmm. we've had Bailey beat the hometown girl Charlotte Flair in less than five minutes. So that is, to my counter,
1: heel heat in every single match so far. Only yes. heels have won. Yes, and and it it doesn't change because. The next match is, is exactly the same, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but I, I'm kind of starting to get this feeling that Vince McMahon does not like North Carolina because <laughs> <laughs> because the opening match, so, so including the pre show, the first five matches are all the heels. So, our next match yeah. is New Day versus Revival for the Raw Tag Team titles. New Day, uh, sorry, uh. It's the SmackDown, not not Raw. I can't keep up with this shit. Like Revival, aren't they Raw? I mean, I thought the Revival were Raw. So how the fuck are they winning the SmackDown? It doesn't make any sense. This is uh, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I said this before. I'm I'm glad I got to see the King of the Ring return, so I know which superstars on what brand, because I oh, have yeah. <laughs> no fucking clue otherwise. But. but so so it's for the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships, excuse me. New Day gets some offense in in the start, but then the Revival managed to hit Big E with a shatter machine on the outside and because, you know, it's the outside, it hurts more. And then Revival go back into the ring. They hit a shatter machine on Woods. They, they attack his knee. And then uh, Dawson is about to go for the pin, but then Dash is like, no, 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 don't go for the pin. Make him pay, make him suffer. And then Dawson puts in an inverted figure four leg lock to Woods' injured knee. And Woods just, you know, he's like, I can't take this anymore. And he taps out. And then the Revival go up onto the ramp. They cut a promo and say that they are the, I guess, they're reviving the SmackDown Tag Team Division. So this makes, after Revival won this match, Revival are the only team in history. To win the NXT Tag Team Championships, the Raw Tag Team Championships, and the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Making history!
2: You stole my fun fact. I was going to say that.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know. I actually do some research on this one.
2: (laughs) No, I really enjoyed this match. I thought... The revival Dismantling the Champions was class. I loved that bit at the end where they were going to go for the pin, but then they were like, no, we're going to hurt him more. They ripped his tights, and then they made him tap like a little bitch. And yeah. uh, <laughs> this, worked, this worked for me. It seemed like the crowd was actually into this match. They didn't really seem that much into any of the other matches uh, thus far, so I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Um, I, I hope the revival The revival are good. I, I hope they, mm-hmm. they continue to, to get a little... Little bit of a push because they 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 are decent. One thing I will say is though the Shatter Machine on the outside, I swear to fuck, it hurt them way more than, oh, than yeah. uh, was it Big, Big e? because oh, they, yeah. no way that that hurt Big E. They looked fucked after
1: it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> even it, it, it looked like it hurt so much that the commentary had to had to bring light to it. So they both yeah. <laughs> well, the commentators were like, "Oh, uh, that hurt them a lot," but you know you can see the revival <laughs> pushing through. It's like. Yeah. You see Dash Wilder, like, oh fuck, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> that was not a good idea.
2: And I swear <laughs> that I swear that the I swear that the revival have like Ahmed Johnson's knee braces.
1: Because they have so many knee braces on. <laughs> oh my god, that's such a that's such a dated reference. Ahmed Johnson's knee brace. Oh my god. As soon as I think like of Ahmed Johnson, Johnson I think the of his most monstros. the most
2: padded man in wrestling. Right. <laughs>
1: His, is it is it just me or does does Ahmed Johnson's first image in your head it's like it's it's off his nostrils. That's the first thing I see. <laughs> oh my god flared yes. nostrils. <laughs> his nostrils and just like baby oil. Oh god, yeah. Just like glistening in just
2: like a pad for every part of his body. Like <laughs> upper arm, lower arm, elbow and wrist.
1: like
2: thigh, buttock. Like just <laughs>
1: He was, oh my lord, that man was... was Do you know that
2: um, a a few years ago, I was at WrestleMania 28 in Miami, and we were staying at the the hotel where WrestleCon was, and fucking Ahmed Johnson was standing out the front, smoking a fag, and he was about 600 pounds. Oh my (laughs) god. And I goes to Kenny, I goes to Kenny, who is that big guy? Like, is he... And she goes, he goes, Ollie, that's Ahmed Johnson. And I was like, fuck off, that's not fucking Ahmed Johnson. And it was I made
1: Johnson, no, so he's he's lost all <clears> the muscle now,
2: yeah, he's just he's kinda like a jab of the hot style no,
1: yeah, shut up, he was jacked as fuck t r t to the tits, like <laughs> holy fuck, and now he's he's fat and oh man, that's so sad, <laughs> oh, <laughs> kind of feel bad now for him. Popeye chicken and Popeyes. Popeye <laughs>
2: too, too much chicken and Popeyes. <laughs> too
1: much chicken from Popeyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ahmed Johnson, rest in peace if you're dead. Already. Rest in peace, he's not dead. <laughs> Fuck, well, it, this is. Uh, <laughs> I'm just jumping the gun on that one.
2: <laughs> he's just got type 2 diabetes. It'll be fine. <laughs>
1: Um, right (laughs) well speaking of sweet stuff (laughs) Alexa Bliss (laughs) and Nikki cross I I, I said Alexa Bliss my mind wandered and I forgot Nikki cross the second like I forgot the second half of her name (laughs) but Alexa and Nikki are backstage and they're they're doing this interview thing with Charlie Caruso when the boom mic drops Alexa's like what the hell is this she looks over and there's R-Truth and Carmella. And R-Truth is like, Hey, Carmella, too. And then and <laughs> he starts talking. And Alexa's like, All right, you know what? She grabs the microphone. She's like, Hey, R-Truth is here. And R-Truth's like, Why'd you do that? And then as soon as you know she says it, uh, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, and there was a third one. I can't remember who. Uh, they all run behind R-Truth. R-Truth and Carmella run away. And then we see Drake Maverick run up by the end. He's like, out of breath and he's like thank you and then runs off so uh I, I, the first glimpse of super sexy alexa bliss in harley quinn's outfit ollie this was this was amazing this was really good
2: uh i i i just googled alexa uh, that's why i googled alexa bliss clash of champions and the third picture end, ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna have a lovely night to myself today that's gonna be fun <laughs> Oh my god, she's so hot, guys. It's not even funny how hot she is. And I don't even care, all you feminists out there. She's fucking so hot. Like, ah. Oh.
1: <laughs> I don't get how would feminists get upset at this? We're we're talking about how attractive someone is.
2: She's so hot. And yeah. oh
1: man, like Jeez.
2: it's just there's the black lipstick and uh <sighs> speechless speechless
1: like Absolutely imagine, speechless. imagine there was an emo girl that looked like that in high school. Holy shit, I would, I would, I, I don't know what I would have done during my heavy metal days. There's
2: just, there's just, there's no words. I think I text that to you. There's no words to say. Like,
1: mm-hmm. great. and and great. I, and, you know, you know, Corey Graves has that thing that he does with Mandy Rose. I mean, yeah, it's, it's so much more applicable to Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Like that, oh, he that loves would
2: be Alexa the too, two, though he does love like Bliss too. two.
1: Oh yeah, but not not more than Mandy Rose. I feel like I feel like they should recast Suicide Squad. Yes, although I do think I do think Margot Robbie is pretty hot, Harley Quinn. Right, I'm I'm gonna
2: look at Margot Robbie as uh, Harley Quinn. Oh.
1: Alexa had the classic. Well, have you seen, have you
2: seen the uh, Have you seen the trailer for the the new Harley Quinn movie? No. Well, it's not a trailer? It's like a teaser. Who's in it? Harley Quinn. <laughs> no, it's in like. Is it
1: Margot Robbie? Yeah, it's called Birds of Prey. I think. Ooh, that should be interesting. Yeah, check it out. Oh, I'd
2: love to. It starts. Good. I think it's. They it, it start. It, they played it at the start of the uh, at chapter two, and uh, so it like starts off the same way that like it starts off with the red balloons and then they have you know that music from the it trailer it's like mm-hmm. and you're like oh fuck is the movie starting already and then it's harley quinn popping the balloon she's like, she says something like oh, i've had enough of fucking clowns or something. oh
1: wow <laughs> oh that's that's so good <laughs> yeah oh um, wow okay I so yeah i'm looking it. at
2: okay lads lads i'm looking at margot robbie as harley quinn Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at Alexa Bliss and Harley Quinn. I've got side by side pictures. Mm-hmm. Alexa wins. So wow! Alexa
1: wins. Wow! I I'm there's no way I'm debating that. I'm not gonna argue that at all. But no. there are people that don't think Alexa's that attractive, which I, which I fail to understand. <laughs> um, uh, I know this isn't inside the ropes, but uh, inside ropes community, winner are the hottest in wrestling, Alexa Bliss? Alexa Bliss. That's right. Yeah. Alexa Bliss and how many people played that Ollie? There must have been at least oh, 100, hundred, hundred. Oh, about two, about
2: two, two thousand people.
1: Yeah, yeah, about two thousand. <laughs> inside the ropes community <laughs> shout out, guys! Uh, if you're not part of it, why not? Uh, we need to bring back those those challenges. They were they were a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But anyway, so uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Fire and Desire, the the laziest name I could think of. Uh, so Nikki, <laughs> there's a good spot in this where Nikki does Mandy Rose's like, she's kind of you know being all sexy, and her <laughs> she's got like derp face on. <laughs> so that was really <laughs> funny. Uh, in the middle of the match, the twenty four seven title thing happens, as Ollie alluded to earlier, where uh, a bunch of people come out. Our truth is in the ring with a referee Alexa tries to go for the the pinfall. She does a roll-up, but R-Truth kicks out, and, you know, Alexa's like, eh, well, worth a shot. And then R-Truth runs out, you know, with Carmela, obviously, all of them run. Uh, I thought this was going to be the reason why Alexa and Nikki lost, but thankfully, that was not the case. Uh, the Fire and Desire <coughs> do their finishing move on both on Alexa Bliss. Nikki Cross makes the save. Alexa manages to tag Nikki. She knocks Sonya off the apron, and uh, as Mandy's going for her corner knee thing, uh, uh, Nikki gets out of the way. Nikki then puts Mandy on the top rope and delivers a spinning neck breaker and picks up the victory for Alexa and Nikki. Alexa, who's battered and bruised, still looks so Good. Uh, all thoughts on this yeah, match. I'm,
2: I'm glad. I'm glad that they gave Nikki the pin because that fucking thing on SmackDown about her being ugly was just so so dumb. Like, fuck yeah. off! How can you? Who is writing that shit? Who says that shit in 2019? No. Ah, it was so bad. You could even see when Mandy Rose was, was delivering the lines that she hated her life and she wanted to die.
1: Even the way um, she delivered them, they were so it was so poorly delivered yeah, that like you could tell was she's so like, bad. Oh, I don't really don't want to say this.
2: Yeah, but anyway, yeah. The, there was parts of this match where they looked so lost. Um, mm-hmm. that there was it was actually one part right after the twenty four seven thing. Which talking about that, maybe you shouldn't have done it during a title match. If you're trying to, it's kind of like there's a title match going on. Do you really need the twenty four seven geeks running through a title match? But mm-hmm. that's a, that's another thing to talk about. Anyway, the, as soon as they they sort of cleared out and. Um, Mandy Rose and Alexa Bliss just looked so confused, and they kind of like walked around and circled twice, and then went up to the rope, and then it, Alexa Bliss did a, a backward roll, and it just was kind of like, "Did you guys know what you are supposed to do right now?" Like, <laughs> it's just so so loads of wee like wee things like that. It, it wasn't it wasn't a very smooth match. I wouldn't no. say it was a very solid match. Um, when you compare it to, uh, say for example, coming up um, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch, which was so well done, and you know, mm-hmm. crisp, and they—you tell—they <laughs> were, you know, professional wrestlers at the, the peak of their career, wrestling well. Mm-hmm. Compared to this, mm. so it was okay. It, it wasn't great. Um, okay. I was also shocked that uh, Nikki Cross. I was also shocked that Nikki Cross got the pin, but even more shocked that and Zard didn't win because I really thought they were going to win.
1: Right. Um. I I I didn't expect Fire and Desire to win here because uh, I noticed this trend where every time there is a contender that is elected within like let's say with three weeks or two weeks spared in the pay per view, uh, or rather three, two or three weeks left until the pay per view, they they never they never win. They but this was
2: the title win. shot that they were supposed to get by beating the Kabuki Warriors three months ago. <laughs> That's Do right. Do you remember that? So they were supposed to—they were—they were supposed to face the Kabuki Warriors at a house show in Japan. And if they beat them at the house show in Japan, then they would get a title shot against the Iconics,
1: right? Mm-hmm. And but didn't the Kabuki
2: Warriors this, win that? This is, I don't know because it was yeah, a house show, but I feel like that they win it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then a couple weeks after that, they were backstage saying that if they beat the Kabuki Warriors tonight, then they will get a title shot. Remember that. I don't And then they did beat them. Uh-huh. I don't know. I feel like this
1: is their title shot
2: that they've been waiting on for three months.
1: <laughs> where the fuck are the Kabuki Warriors? Like Asuka started her own uh, YouTube channel. She's like, fuck this, yeah. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> I'm I'm going playing games like like what my family always wanted me to do.
2: <laughs> I mean, do you know what? See how people go, Oh, how can they be misusing Asuka like that? Do you know what? she is getting paid a fuck ton of money and she doesn't have to to wrestle so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't see what the big deal is when people are sitting backstage collecting their downside guarantee but
1: well, there are some people that want to be on tv and want to wrestle and you know there's some people like that i get that but I, I don't hear Asuka say, or even though she is, I probably don't understand. The but she, word.
2: Asuka's, Asuka's been in the women's title match at WrestleMania. She was the longest NXT champion of all time. Yeah. Like, undefeated, undefeated streak was mental. She's had a great WWE career. <laughs> so
1: did you did you just future to, Endeavor her?
2: <laughs> no, she doesn't have to bother. Like, why, is she, yeah. why does she even care? Why, why is she just like, all right, cool. Yeah, I, I mean... I'm fine. I'm getting paid fuck tons of money and I'm getting older. I know I'm a great wrestler. I can just sit here, collect pension, for, save for my pension for me my family and then when I go back to Japan, I'm going to be rich and probably have a few more matches in Japan because I haven't ruined my body in America.
1: 100%. 100%. That makes sense. Like, I, I wouldn't, if, you know what, if it was me, if I didn't have to like fucking take a bump all night and I got I got paid fuck yeah why not i'd love to do on that. on the flip side of that
2: though i feel bad for Kyrie saying because you can tell that she's young and she wants to like wrestle and she's not being used so that sucks
1: <laughs> was it was it they confused asuka with Io shirai or was it Kyrie saying that they confused with Io shirai on the ground yeah when she
2: came out they got our, they got our twitter handle wrong
1: yeah <laughs> and it was Io shirai <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, speaking about that, did you notice at, last, like, at the end of the pay-per-view when Seth Rollins is standing up uh, on the stage with the belt, and the graphic mm-hmm. come up in the corner, coming up next, WWE Chronicle, and it's a picture of Sasha Banks, but it says, Chronicle Seth Rollins.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go back and watch it. Oh, I'm going to have to what, see that. <laughs> that's, that's, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. They, yo, they, need to, they need to fix these small things. Like, they've been making a lot of them recently. But, uh, right, so following that, we get Miz versus Nakamura, a match I had zero interest in. And they gave this match nine and a half minutes. A lot of this match could have just gone to Bailey and Charlotte, really. Uh, this It felt like such a long match. And, and I, I see, like, when I saw it, when I saw the timing of the match, I was like, wait, that's it? Nine and a half minutes? It felt so long because I had zero interest in this match. Sami Zayn... Uh, He he comes out with a neck brace, you know, which obviously he's alluding to the Undertaker's attack on him at Madison Square Garden this past SmackDown. And he's got a microphone with him. He keeps talking throughout the match. At some point, Miz grabs a microphone, throws it all the way up the ramp, crowd pops. Uh, So there's a point where Sami Zayn's on the outside. Miz grabs him. So it's kind of like, you know, when you're in the 619 position on the the middle rope. So Miz has got him kind of there. Uh, nakamura hits the kinshasa on the back of the head pins miz miz kicks out so crowd pops for that and then he tries another kinshasa miz moves out of the way tries the skull crushing finale and uh and then he he eventually does get a pinfall on him but Sami Zayn interferes distracts the referee and then his distraction allows nakamura to hit another kinshasa and pick up the win so Nakamura defends the Intercontinental Championship with the help of Sami Zayn, who is proving his worth. Uh, Ollie, do you have any or many thoughts on this?
2: Bless the Miz. He really, really tries, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, but he does. He's, not a great, he's just not a good wrestler. Mm. Those those, those running knees that he does in the corner now. I mean, you call them running knees. They're more like jogging knees. <laughs> <laughs> he's... He's just he tries so hard, but yeah, this match is fine, fine. Um the, ugh, yeah. there's not really much to say. Sam, Sami Zayn on the microphone at this i am so happy they turned that microphone off because that was so annoying.
1: Yeah. Um, uh it it still wasn't as, it, as annoying as that fucking Leo Rush thing that used to happen with yeah, Bobby Lashley. It was, like, it was akin to that, wasn't
2: it? Yeah. And the crowd, that totally killed the crowd, that that uh, him calling the match thing. And the crowd mm-hmm. wasn't into this at all. And I honestly did think that The Miz might win it because they've been talking about, um, on commentary, about how he is, uh, if he wins this tonight, he'll be tied to be the uh, most Intercontinental Champion Reigns of all time.
1: Yeah, with, uh, they, what's, they, what's that guy's name? Um, yeah, but they
2: couldn't <laughs> say Chris Jericho. So, but, then what, but then, what was the point in the commentary bringing that up if he wasn't going to win? I could see the point of them bringing it up if he was going to win. Yeah, but but the so what was the point of even saying it? Because you're not going to say Chris Jericho now because he's a dirty word. Mm,
1: um, that's true. But
2: I, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't. Matt Nakamura's intercontinental right title reign has just been so wet. Yeah. i seen a tweet today on i seen a tweet today i don't know who tweeted it out but it made me laugh he's like uh talking about um we're we're into year nine of making the Co- cornell title relevant again <laughs> 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 i mean like remember that was that was the chat uh
1: yeah yeah i mean see look <laughs> I, I it's it's basically i i this this title right had so much prestige and now as you just said like it, I I don't remember if it was in the group chat or where it was, but uh I I mean this this thing is just this whole title it's because there's do you know is, why it is KJ's because there's seventy five championships yeah <laughs> and that's the problem right we did that on the pot of thunder where we were counting the championships and mm. and we missed we missed uh, the women's tag team ones there's so many titles that it's like. It's like everyone gets a trophy for participation, you know? It's kind of like that, where it's mm-hmm. like, everyone's participating, so just ev- give everyone a trophy. It's like, who the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. why would I want to... I don't I don't care. I don't care. I just... I want to see well, fewer championships. That's
2: even... Is that's even crossed over into MMA, right? Because um, every fucking match is like for an interim belt. It has to be for a belt or an interim belt or whatever. Yeah. Or... And now Dana White's going to be making what is it the B- bad motherfucker championship as well for oh. Nate Diaz? Is that I heard that? Yeah. Is that everything has to be for a, a a belt now? Just if it's not for a belt, it doesn't matter.
1: And and that's how you saturate things. Like you want to keep it prestigious. Don't have a lot of it. You know, like the Ooh. AEW championship feels like something, and it's it's been around for like a month, not even a month, a few weeks, like two weeks, so. It's like okay, I see the I see the significance of the belt. But the second you start adding like sec- like bring in one secondary championship, that's fine, you know? Or you know what, mm-hmm. best example, NXT. NXT's championship, the main title seems prestigious because they have only one other championship and it's not being flip-flopped around. So whoever even wins
2: even then, even then that that title belt had like Years to be built up in prestige before they even enter just the secondary
1: title. Yeah. And they did it the right way. They did it the exact right way. So Triple H is doing it right. He remembers how how things were successful, you know? So he's keeping it on people for long amounts of time. He's giving them rivalries in which you, you believe that the number one contender could win it, you know? But over here, it's kind of like... Mm. Like, can we really, like... So, and and, count, and a good counterexample for what I'm saying is the next match, which is Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks, where you could see Sasha winning the championship, you know? And, and I think, at least in this match, they, they, they did a great job in, in everything. So I'll, I'll run down the match, but you know what? The, I love a nice round number, and this match went exactly 20 minutes. Exactly 20 minutes to the second, so or rather to the minute, yeah. So, uh, this so Becky basically. So, I just run down the high spots where it's Becky fights out of the bank statement at some point, uh, she manages to get out of it. Becky puts in the disarmor, but Sasha manages to get to the ropes. Sasha gets the bank statement in the middle of the ring, but Becky makes it to the ropes again. Sasha then so she does this where she throws a ring, uh, throws a chair into the ring. It slides past Becky. The referee goes to check the chair or pick it up or throw it or whatever the fuck he was doing. In the meantime, Becky gets up and she she comes to the outside or she looks down through the middle rope and and as Sasha's outside, Sasha grabs a chair and hits her in the throat or the chest or something with the chair. Becky drops and then uh she goes for the pin, but Becky kicks out. Now that chair is lying in the ring. So Sasha tries to get it, but the referee takes it away from her. Becky then grabs a chair, and she tries to take a swing at Sasha, but Sasha ducks. She hits the referee. Referee goes out, and then both women start brawling all over the arena. They they go into the crowd and they do the spot that Sasha and Charlotte had done many, uh, many years ago with uh, the bank statement in the in the guard in the rail. So uh, not the guardrail, the rail that you use to hold the the stairs the handrail the handrail, precisely and she does she does the uh the disarmer uh, is it a disarm bar or is it disarm Disarm her her. is it disarm her yeah okay so the disarm her Uh, she does that it's a pun oh look at that (laughs) so so she does she doesn't disarm her on, on uh, in between the thing. She they go up. It's such a stupid joke. I don't know why we're even laughing. <laughs> um,
3: and then they so they, they basically
1: brawl all around uh, the concession stand. And uh, Becky even throws mustard on Sasha's back. It was like, yeah. I could... Jen,
2: Jen lost her shit when that happened. Why? She was like, Oh, mustard. <laughs>
1: was she worried that Sasha would get some in her eye? <laughs> I was like, I
2: was like, don't worry, Jen. It's vegan mustard. <laughs> um,
1: and then they they go back into the arena uh, down down the stairs. They brawl some more. And then uh, Becky basically just beats the shit out of Sasha in the ring with a chair. And then uh, the a bunch of referees come out, pull both women apart. And then the announcer announces that Becky Lynch has lost this match via disqualification. But still, you WWE Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch. And Sasha's just defeated in the middle of the ring. This was a long 20 minutes, but entertaining. In the I would say the second half of it was really... Actually, you know, no. The whole match was entertaining. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this a lot. What, what did you make of it?
2: Yeah, the match was great. Um, the the this was the match the crowd was into. The crowd came alive for this match. I was like, oh my god, there are actually a crowd here watching this show because they were yeah. be dead for the whole show. Um, <laughs> the action before the ref spot was great. I was super invested, really into it. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the ref bump was pretty. Like, not uh, be funny. If I took a steel chair and hurt you like that, KG, mm-hmm. you would stand up immediately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we're not professional wrestlers, right? Not at all. So, I, <laughs> right? So, I get the ref spots fine, but after the ref spot, it was like another good ten minutes of brawling around the arena.
1: There's no fucking way that that referee was out for no. that long. <laughs> no way! I swear, the referee. No fucking way! I don't think the referee knew that he got hit with the chair because I mean, he got hit. <laughs> He, he kind of looked over his shoulder. He's like, oh, shit. Oops. Ah, boom.
2: <laughs> Even to the point where Cody Graves said something on commentary. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said something about the referee being down for that long. Um, <laughs> it takes me back to WWE history. When a referee gets knocked down and can no longer continue... What happens? They bring out another referee. They bring out referee. another referee, exactly. There's more than one referee, right? That referee has <laughs> clearly been incapacitated to the I, point where he can only perform his duties. Therefore, another licensed official comes around and mm-hmm. gets the match controlled back together and brings it to a conclusion. But I'll, tell you, not happen. I'll tell
1: you why that didn't happen, Ollie. It, and you kind of answered why? it yourself. Is because up till this point, the show was so dead that all the referees were sleeping in the back no one was awake and then when they heard the crowd screaming and people are awake they're like whoa what the fuck's that sound oh shit the show's still on fuck what's going on oh fuck there's no referee and then like three of them run out at the same time (laughs)
2: yeah so it was it was a a shite finish but i enjoyed the brawling and i i like sasha bank's new character since she's returned um, she's lo- she's looking like extra sexy. I think it's yes. Thank she's like, you. Su- I was just going like to say super heel now that she's became super sexy. I don't know what it is about her. Yeah. There's just something about her that's like damn. Yeah. You know. Um. So yeah, loving her, loving her. And do you know what? Sasha is a really good wrestler as well. Um, yeah. So. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, so for yeah sure. I, I'm looking forward to their. I'm looking forward to their Hell in a Cell match because clearly that's what's coming. Oh, hundred Becky Lynch versus 100%. Sasha and Hell in a Cell.
1: So, I, Sasha, good great angle uh-huh go ahead well uh, Sasha's Sasha's a, I, I guess her criticism is that everyone's like oh she botches she botches she's a little sloppy right she's a little sloppy she's not she's not your Bret Hart like she won't execute the move perfectly or your Shawn Michaels like there there are slop there she does have that that sloppiness factor but then, in her move but then, but but then looks, I would
2: say to that I would say to that KJ is Bailey's pretty sloppy Bailey's way sloppier than Sasha yeah. Becky is sloppy Becky's not smooth but yeah. I think sometimes Be- Becky struggles I don't think she's the most athletic person mm-hmm. sometimes she struggles Charlotte, her moonsault looks like shit there's lots of moves that she doesn't what? do and those those are probably those are probably four of the best
1: uh, on the main roster you think Charlotte's so, moonsault looks bad?
2: oh it's terrible she's all knees all knees all the
1: time <laughs> well uh i don't know i i personally think she's got a good salt. i i like it it's not the best but i do like her salt. but out of the four women charlotte's the cleanest in the ring like she's yeah she's yeah. really good i think she's uh aside from ronda i think charlotte is the best wrestler right like i can't think of anyone how's your mom Rhonda. <laughs> what about your mom what about your mom Rhonda? what about your mom <laughs> and of course when we talk about clean finishes you have to mention nikki bella so and that's yeah, that's yeah. a dirty <laughs> sex joke <laughs> <laughs> mm. but yeah uh this was this was a good match uh i i liked it it was uh it was well done and uh, I I I would possibly say the match of the night for me. Match of the night. Yeah. Mhm. Uh, following that, we get Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton, in what was extremely disappointing for me. Uh, this this was meant to be like a blood feud where you know Randy's taunting Kofi and his kids, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna beat you up in front of your kids and. You know where are your kids, Kofi? Where are your kids? And <laughs> stupid, stupid. <laughs> oh God, stupid. I'm tired of the stupid's as well. It's stupid, just, stupid. So, so this this had all the potential of being amazing, but you know, uh, so basically these these two men hate each other, cannot stand each other. The match starts and it's a fucking like collar and elbow tie up. It's like what? I thought mm. you, I thought you despised this man, but nope. Mm. It's just it's a wrestling match. Randy dominates most of the match. Randy hits an RKO, but Kofi gets a foot on the rope. Randy then goes for the punt. Kofi moves. Trouble in Paradise. One, two, three. Kofi Kingston retains. That's
2: yeah. I was shocked. That, I was shocked that he retained. Um, I really thought. I really thought Randall was going to do it. Um, I wish he did. The I enjoyed the I enjoyed the build to this. I like I like Dad Randy Orton. I I really like his character mm-hmm. and I think it's great. Um, but see coming off that uh, Becky and Sasha match, this was like almost like a house show match. Oh um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. it was pretty dis- pretty disappointing. Uh, in terms of a world title match, which pretty much sums up Kofi Kingston's title run. Hmm. I don't know if there's going to be some haters out there. I like Kofi Kingston as a mid-card tag team performer. I think he's great, but he's not a world champion. And the longer he has the belt, the, the longer it's going to be underwhelming title matches. And he's he's ruining the the prestige. What I will say, though, the fact that Randy didn't win set off some thoughts in my head. that That's my theory. I'm going to throw it out there here right now to you, KJ. Mm-hmm. I think... On October fourth, SmackDown debut on Fox. Mm-hmm. I think Brock comes out, and I think Brock beats Kofi and wins the belt.
1: Oh, I think that's really my support. that's my bold prediction. I've I've heard that I've heard that rumor being circled around, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I I tend to agree with it. I think Brock Lesnar is going to be the one to take the title from Kofi. because you remember they had that the Beast in the East thing. A long time ago. Mm-hmm. And Brock Lesnar was a the champion then. Brock dismantled Kofi. Kofi had three seconds of offense in that match. And Brock <laughs> annihilated him. <laughs> so I'd love to see how... Like, how does Kofi stand up to Brock Lesnar? I There's no way. I cannot picture no, I it. I mean, cannot he see doesn't. it. doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't. But then... Th- that would mean broadcast. But, Brock has but to... then,
2: but then people are people are like, oh, where does Co- where does Kofi go from there? Kofi goes back to being in the new day and making millions of dollars for his family and being one of the most over acts in the company. Yeah, he had his title run. He's done it. He's now he's 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 done it. He's got the Hall of Fame career yeah. now. He's t- he's checked all the boxes now. He's start to wind down. He can still have fun and and he's great and the act is great when it's in the midcard. It's just not a main event act. Yeah, it it, was, it it worked for WrestleMania. It really worked for WrestleMania. That story was that was probably the best moment of WrestleMania this year was, was Kofi winning the belt and the yeah. family in the ring and that was brilliant. But we're in September now. It's not working. It's time to move on.
1: Oh hundred percent. A hundred percent agree. I we were in the crowd. I had a I had a fucking tear in my eye. Like it was it was beautiful yeah. to watch, you know. It was so good, but he has not look uh winning the championship is one thing right like being over enough to win the championship is one thing as you can see and it's not it's not a knock at Kofi for anything but like Seth is not doing a good job at it either it's just being the champion and maintaining that prestige as a champion is not an easy thing to do there have been many mm-hmm. superstars who've who've won the championship but then they've not known how to carry it there's For example, take CM Punk's title reign. If you say Shawn Michaels, I'm going to
2: fucking stab you in your sleep.
1: No, no, no. (laughs) Shawn Michaels had a brilliant title (laughs) run. No, but CM Punk, for example... His first one was not good, anyway. (laughs) uh, No, not the first one, but I'm talking about the one that we remember against Austin and stuff with DX. So, uh, (laughs) if you you take CM Punk, for example, for for more recent history, CM Punk Mm -hmm. won the title and then held it for, for... around a year or over a year was it and when he had and seven three what was it four four 417 seven, days or something
2: 474
1: days i don't know that i, I can't remember but it was a long time but he had character change during that championship reign so it never felt mm-hmm. like oh my god why does this guy have the championship get it off of him it's boring i never felt that way throughout his 434 Four run. three four four hundred four hundred thirty four 434 days 434 days, yeah. So they mm. they gave him the championship, and he kept it, and he maintained that prestige of a champion. He did a good job mm-hmm. comparing that to today. So I don't even need to go all the way back to the Attitude Era for people to be like, oh, but you know, you're just compared to Attitude. No, it's like this is this is recent, and CM Punk did it in recent history with similar fans Ooh. as we have today. Now, if if they're not – if all these people – are like, oh, but you're not giving him a chance, you're not this. Year. No, well, he's not doing it for me, and he's not doing it for other people as well. There's a bunch of yeah. people who are not enjoying it. And Kofi Kingston, mind you, I was in cra- I was in the crowd for SummerSlam, so, and I know yeah. sometimes WWE like to doctor the audio. I was in yeah. the crowd. Kofi Kingston was getting booed. So, so you can't tell me that he's, he's working for everyone but a select few of us. No, Kofi Kingston and Seth Rollins were both getting booed coming to their matches. So, it's, it's, there's something up with that and it's not working. Yeah,
2: you're right. Yeah. Uh,
1: <clears throat> So then, uh we see the Street Profits backstage. They come out and uh, they start doing their whole thing. They're just, you know, hyping everything up and they're just talking about, uh, I can't even remember what the fuck they were talking about. To be honest, they were just, they're just loud and boisterous and and then they were just building that whole thing up to set up King Booker, and King Booker yeah. comes out. And <laughs> oh, I I hated that character. I hated. COVID. Oh,
2: you did? Yeah. Oh, I love that. So good. Ugh. It's so annoying. Yeah. It's so annoying. Like, yeah.
1: It's supposed to be. <laughs> and who was in his cabinet? Like he had Charmel, and Finley, and there was someone else. Oh, I can't remember. Oh yeah. my god! And I was like, you found the Charmel. Uh huh. Charmel.
2: all hail King Booker!
1: <laughs> all hail! <laughs> like he found the most boring people in the world to be in his in his cabin. Like it was just like, ugh.
2: do you think? Do you think? Right? Because he was waiting that he was wearing this year's King of the Ring crown and scepter that's been sitting out on the stage on Raw every week, right? Uh-huh. Do you think that they were just backstage before the show and they were putting together the show and Booker T walked past and he's like, "Ha oh, ha, oh, Booker, why don't you put, put the king hang on? Why don't you do a King Booker hang tonight? since we've got the cape, and the cape and the crown and all that? And he's like, yeah, man, yeah, man, I'll do it, I'll do it. I'll hell, King
1: Booker. <laughs> he, he'll do anything to get over that guy i yeah. swear to god uh, that man that man loves himself
3: so oh much oh my
1: god so much oh my god i see i i see i see booker t in 1998 i was like yeah i like this guy and then 2019 yeah. he's just like oh my god i can't stand this fucking guy <laughs> like
2: yeah. he is so he's so into himself yeah. he's so into his <laughs> his business dumb his shit? brand
1: the dumb shit he would say on commentary every week on Raw, yeah. that was the best. Yeah. Like unintentionally, the best. It's the dumbest shit um, ever. <laughs> yeah. And then and then Corey, Cory would catch him on everything. Oh, it was so good.
2: I think that Cody Graves legitimately didn't like him.
1: I I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Oh, listen. Since you're you know you're about fashion and stuff. I think Corey right. Graves' suits and his attire for almost every show is so good.
2: Oh, he is so fashionable! Did you see that little waistcoat he was wearing on uh, Clash of Champions? Yeah. Wow,
1: man's got he style. He spending.
2: I wonder if he gets a budget for his his uh, his attire that he wears on shows. I if no if idea. I didn't and I was a, and I was an on on screen uh, broadcast, what they call them, broadcast.
1: Broadcasters? What do they call them? Commentators.
2: No, no, there's no, but there's like a WWE spiel for it, or broadcast colleague. If if I was a broadcast colleague on WWE, I'd be like, "Here, uh, can I get a wee wee step in my contract? I get uh, a wee couple of grand a month for my suits."
1: (laughs) I mean, you you could pull them off just as well as this guy can. thingy
2: Renee was looking pretty good I liked her wee jacket that she was wearing last night yeah Renee
1: Renee sometimes can look really nice yeah um but yeah Corey Corey Graves wears all the clothes that Carmella doesn't so uh... (laughs) (laughs) So have you seen there's a picture of her on Instagram in in like well
2: I actually I actually deactivated my Instagram
1: no yeah Ollie Okay, I'll I'll screenshot it and send it to you. She looks fine. (laughs) So hot. Oh, my God. Uh, Right, so then uh, (laughs) Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan. I I was surprised at the placement of this match, but then the finish kind of explained why it was where it is. Uh, So... Uh, the, basically, this is the the I guess the fallout of Roman Reigns being attacked, and uh, the as as soon as the Roman so Roman Reigns comes out first, standing in the ring, Eric Rowan comes out, Roman Reigns jumps out, attacks Eric Rowan before the match starts. Both men end up back in the ring. They fight everywhere because there's no disqualification match. They fight in the crowd. They use stairs, trash cans, whatever they have. And then Rowan at some point... So they they go into the crowd. They come back. Rowan exposes the apron at some point and drops Roman on it. And they sell it like, oh, my God. And it looks just exactly the same as the other part of the apron. So... I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Rob- that was
2: a new that was a new piece that they put in that yeah. little rubber thing between the LED board and the ring. That <laughs> was just a new part. Did, did you know? Do you not think like the WWE ring area is so well suited for destruction. Like every single <laughs> part of it, you can lift. You can lift that bit of leather up, and then that hurts more, and that goes <laughs> down. But then that part hurts more. Like <laughs> it's it's very hazardous. <laughs> yeah, it's a hazardous workplace. Yeah
1: um like it's it's kind of like a bouncy castle but like the bouncy castle has secret spikes everywhere and you just yeah and then like but and then
2: if if it's like an unspoken thing that everyone knows like what certain things of damage they do like one of the damage points is throwing someone into the steel steps yeah that does hurt but it's not gonna like Egg, put someone out for the three count so that's like medium damage yeah but then yeah. if you but then but then then if you t- if you rip up the leather thing on the barrier oh that's medium to high damage yeah. and then if you spear, <laughs> if you spear someone through the barrier that's high damage <laughs> <laughs> through a table high damage but have you like,
1: realized that the announcer <laughs> table has become medium damage now it's not yeah, it's not high damage like balance. it used. To, like this yeah. new new generation yeah. is kind of immune to it. You know, it's like they've been taking vaccinations yeah. for for tables. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, no, you're you're so right. They do all the parts. It's the anatomy of the wrestling ring that we should do that. We should do the breakdown of the anatomy of the wrestling ring. Yeah, we should. But can you imagine how confused the crowd must have been where you see Eric Rowan? It looks like he's removing a sticker off the apron. They're like, what the (laughs) fuck is Eric (laughs) Rowan doing? And then they pick Roman and he throws it and the commentaries sell it. So everyone at home is like, oh shit, that hurt. But everyone in the crowd must have been like, what the fuck just happened? Like, why well, did
2: he do that? He took up the sticker from the top of the <laughs> LED board to, so that he can drop him on the
1: LED board, which is made of plastic. Is that stickier? Does that mean he's going to stick <laughs> to it? Can he can he now hold him down for the pin? What is going on? <laughs> but but then both men brawl all the way up the ramp. They they fight where kind of near the where the raw announce table is usually placed. They use the jib. Yeah one more time they smash it into each other and or rather well eric roan tries to smash into roman but roman grabs like this metal pipe sort of thing smacks into eric roan's stomach and then he grabs a jib
2: yeah that was like that was like a weapon from the set of game of thrones
1: yeah it looked like you know those um the spike the balls a spike spiking like it's it's connected with a jib. Yeah, yeah. yeah it looked like that's that that's what it looked like yeah so, so yeah but so basically do you know i
2: think like they missed they missed like an absolute great camera shot of throwing the jib onto someone and having showing the shot from that camera from the jib yes they never yeah did. they
1: never showed that shot i feel like that camera's fake i feel like it's a rubber camera that's yeah, like a fake jib
2: and then Cody graves on commentary is like that's thousands of pounds well actually no Cody, it's very lightweight metal so that he can move it around the arena
1: <laughs> wait did he mean the the <laughs> oh okay i thought you meant like the price of the camera i'm like why is he doing it in pounds no the jib no no pounds like weight pounds okay. like weight <laughs> not money i mean exactly yeah if it's on a jib it cannot be thousands <laughs> of pounds it's not like a no, it's very pounds. lightweight it's not like the thousands of pounds are coming crashing into that one spot. Corey, yeah. get, get your shit right. So, so the fight over the gym. And then, uh, Roman Reigns does, like, this massive jumping Superman punch, which causes Eric Rowan to roll all the way back down the ramp by the ring. Roman goes all the way to the top of the ramp, and he does the, his ooh-ah. Gets ready to run down for a spear, but out comes someone with a big boot gentleman turns around it's Luke fucking Harper so Sandra
2: Luke... Sandra was admitted to a local medical facility and we'll keep you updated <laughs> on her uh, condition <laughs> as the night unfolds
1: so uh for for anyone who doesn't know Sandra loves Luke Harper Sandra's one of the podcasters for um for Inside the Ropes and uh, I say that like most of the people listening are not listeners of Inside the Ropes. It's, it's for the two she, it's for the two friends of mine that listen who have no idea who these people are. She
2: she messaged
1: me and she was like, I'm actually crying. Like I'm actually crying. Oh she cries at everything though. Fuck. <laughs> like, like seriously. He's like, Oh my god, there's Pyro, Ollie's not here. I'm crying. It's like what? <laughs> like <laughs> She so um I swear to God, she was crying for two o five live as well. Like I was just like, "Are you serious? Like this is yeah, a rematch? You know. It's not even like what are you? Why are you crying?" But um, but yeah. So Luke Harper makes his big return where everyone thought he was about to leave the company. So it was actually a genuine surprise to see him there. Uh, Luke Harper throws Roman Reigns back into the ring. He does his discus clothesline, throws him to Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan does that one handed you know, that skull crushing slam thing that he does. I don't even know if it has a name and he... the claw slam. Is it, is that what it's called or did you just name that? Yeah. Oh, no, that's... that's what it's called. Right? Oh, okay. Okay. So he does. I think I have no if idea. If it's not, it
2: should be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he does, he does the claw slam and uh, he picks up the win. And this match was actually the third longest match of the night. Where Eric Rowan actually got to go over Roman Reigns in 17 Ooh. minutes and 25 seconds, so I was I was very very surprised, and, and just yeah. as, just as a quick thing, I, I realized that is seconds, so yeah, 20 20 minutes on the dot for Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch, just as a quick correction. So, I mean,
2: first of all, first of all, yay, Luke Harper. He's back. He looked fucking great. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a man hide a bald spot so well in my entire life. <laughs> um, it's nice to see him back. I Everyone was wanted him to be the person that attacked Roman Reigns um, initially. And I thought, everyone thought that's the way that the story was going to go. And if, so what makes me think is, is that him coming back and helping eric rowan tonight was a total last minute thing which really um put like shows how this storyline has been is all just oh maybe this will work this week let's try <laughs> this oh hit him with a car oh right okay uh, how about we bring in somebody that looks like him oh right all right right it's just also last minute and put together so great that he's back i i he's probably not gonna get a great push um, mm-hmm. Moving forward on this, is it, it could. It, okay, so two two things are going to happen. It's either going to be Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan teaming to fight the Bludgeon Brothers, yeah. or Daniel Bryan is going to come out and then be reunited with Rowan and Harper and have their little thing, and it's probably going to be Reigns and the Usos versus Bryan and Harper and Rowan. From mm-hmm. my thinking, those are the two ways that it could probably... probably I, I think
1: won. it's the former. I think it's it's going to be Rowan and uh, Harper reforming the Bludgeon Brothers versus Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. It, uh, I guess that's a good way to get Roman over because Daniel Bryan is pretty over right now. So The only thing I can think of if it was Bryan and the Bludgeon
2: Brothers versus Reigns and the Usos, I would I would enjoy that more. That and would then be better. Al- also also because Brian's affiliated with the Bludgeon Brothers, they're not just gonna like hit mid to lower mid card tag team and be forgotten about again in two
1: weeks. Yes. You know? Oh my god, that would be so <coughs> good. Daniel Bryan yeah. commanding the Bludgeon Brothers and then yeah, and then so Roman Reigns, they beat him up one day and then and then down and since day one, yeah. and they've been gone for a while, yeah. so that that would be a genuine surprise. And I've return always,
2: well. I've always, 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 always wanted a stable of Roman Reigns and the Usos.
1: I think that'd be fucking sick. They did that for a bit, remember? They did that for a little. No, bit. No, but like a
2: proper, like a proper, like go at it, where like Roman Reigns is allowed to be like cool, like because you, you know that mm-hmm. his personality is like the Usos' TV personality. He is that cool, but he's not allowed to be like that. Yeah, and it's full on. I I would like that anyway. But then match wise, I'd say the, this match had its moments. It was uneven, and it was it was good while it started. I thought that they, they they lost the crowd sort of halfway through, but then it was a strong ending, and I think they accomplished its goal. But it was a pretty good match.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. I think it was a decent match, and uh, I'm glad Eric Rowan went over and not Roman. Oh uh, yeah. We then reach the main event of the evening, which is Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman for the Universal title. And uh this match just it starts off real strong real fast. And uh there's there's a point where Seth Rollins on the outside, Braun Strowman does his around the world spot, uh drops Seth, he tries it again, and there's a point where Seth Rollins sidesteps it, does a drop toe hold into the announce table, Braun drops. He gets busted open. Braun starts. Um, so basically, this this thing this match is about Braun's knee. So they're they're working on the knee thing. <clears throat> he keeps selling it, and then, oh,
2: he nearly fucking fell off the top
1: rope. Yeah. So basically, there's a point where Seth Rollins tries to do a superplex to Braun Strowman, but Braun counters it, drops Seth, and then he stands on the top rope. And almost loses balance, but just manages to get it and does a splash off the top rope. And he landed properly. Like, that's got to yeah. hurt. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> but then uh, towards the end of the match, Seth <clears throat> hits a curb stomp. Braun kicks out at one. Seth then manages to hit two more curb stomps, but Braun kicks out at two for the both of them. And then
2: Yeah, someone was watching Tyler Bate versus
1: fucking Walter, Walter at NXT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then you hear the crowd booing. Like, you hear the crowd booing, Seth. And you can see that everyone wants Braun to win. Braun then tries the running power slam spot, but Braun's knee gives out. And then Seth hits the pedigree and a fourth curb stomp. And he picks up the win. Yeah, because,
2: because obviously, KG, mm-hmm. the curb stomp that you beat Brock Lesnar with twice isn't good enough. You've tried every move you can do, every finisher you can think of, and the only thing that can put down a monster is Triple H's
1: finisher. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so Seth hits, hits the pedigree, picks up the win, retains his title. Seth goes all the way up to the top of the ramp, holds the title, celebrates, the little graphic thing pops up in the corner, so you're like, oh, it's okay, but I've watched NXT enough to know that sometimes they do things, and this is one of those times where Seth holds the title up, there's suddenly a sound, the lights go out, the crowd pops, and suddenly you hear the fiend's eerie sounds. You, they show the fiends standing in the, in the in the Sister Abigail position with Seth in his arms, he does the kiss hits the sister Abigail holds his head starts maniacally moving around lights go off come back on and the fiend is standing there holding Seth Rollins who looks like a lifeless corpse is holding him by his hair and I can't tell if there's they've, if he's bleeding or if it's just the hair but it's too dark and you can't really tell with the lights and then he puts in the mandible claw Seth screams in agony and then, Bray Wyatt laughs, and end of the show. So <clears throat> yeah, so good. Ali, tell me what you thought of the match, and then you know your your final thoughts on on the <clears throat> closing segment. So
2: it was definitely a Heyman style match. Uh, this is how Heyman likes to book the matches: big moves, big spots, booked in the style of like a Ra- a Rollins, a R- Rollins Lesnar match and it worked, it covered up Braun's shortcomings obviously he's not exactly as good as Brock Lesnar but it was that style of match, I don't think in any way, shape or form it was a main event quality match, it was more like a raw match but it yeah. was fine um, it's hard to be invested in it because it's not very interesting I feel like the crowd was not into it until the near fall started and then once the near fall started I think they got more and more into it um, but it was fine, it was okay um clearly Braun Strowman is never gonna win the title and he's yeah. not a main eventer. And that that's it. He's he's just not. And he could have been. He was so big at one point and they just do what they do with everyone. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in respect of the the ending. So me and Jen were watching it and we thought we we're, were we're all the favours were talking, we're like, Oh, is it gonna be the fiend's gonna come out and attack him, definitely, definitely, definitely. And then as it went on, well, like, oh, he's probably not. And then as you say, going up the ramp and stuff, we're like, ah, oh, that would have been good. Maybe they're gonna do it on Monday on Raw. And as as I was saying that, the lights went out and then it came on and it was so good, it was amazing, great, great way to to end the paper period.
1: Yeah, I, I realized that they, you know uh, they don't really do that that often anymore. Where they they kind of like save the 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 big angles for Raw. And the pay-per-view would be mm-hmm. like, oh, it'll end with the match and that's it. Like, I'm so glad they do these angles at the pay-per-views because it makes you want to watch the pay per view. There's so many people that skip pay-per-views and they just, you know, skim through Raw on YouTube or something. And it's like, mm-hmm. now you have a reason to watch the pay-per-view and stick around all the way into the end because something might happen. And that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, you, that's how you attract your crowd and that's what you need to do. So, <clears throat> I was happy, I was happy seeing that. And I, so I really really I'm so happy that the fiend came out and they did that little thing because that visual of the fiend holding Seth's hair and or rather yeah. holding Seth by the hair, I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. that's
2: I love the way, really I funny. love the way that they shoot they shit his stuff because it's so different.
1: Yeah, so because uh, I was in the crowd, right uh, for, for SummerSlam, so I could see mm-hmm. I could see how they are doing the lights. <clears throat> and and it, mm-hmm. it, it a little bit of it kind of it it dies out for you because you see these guys with these lamps in their hand or these like these spotlights and they're just moving them like mm-hmm. crazy so, so yeah so it's kind of like the visual on TV is so much better than actually seeing it live yeah in that respect yeah but seeing seeing the whole you know the aesthetics of everything is is super cool uh even yeah. in person so <clears throat> but yeah it was it was. I, I I'm happy with the ending. I'm happy with the ending. Uh, happy with the ending yeah so I, ending. I I put out a small poll uh on on Twitter to see what people thought of the show, and I had four options: uh, awesome, uh, above average, below average, and hot garbage and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so awesome so after sixty one votes, awesome was fifteen percent above average was the most with 48%, below average was 30% and hot garbage was 8%. So, um, yeah, it definitely wasn't hot garbage. Yeah, it was definitely not hot garbage. But if
2: you want some hot garbage,
1: check out Thunder from 1988. Oh god, don't do that to yourself. We have we have a listener, Cammy, Cammy Hutton, who loves to do this to himself for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> he's he's asking for it so i mean i i don't know but uh so ali uh what what i like to do is i like to do the mvp and the mup of the show right and the mvp is obviously the most valuable player the mup is the Hmm. most unvaluable player which is not a word right you know i I'm (laughs) i'm using it for this so the MVP. Hey, English isn't your first language. It's fine. Oh yeah, exactly. See, so it's the MVP and the MUP. So uh, right. MUP.
2: So, so
1: who who's your most which is valuable? not a racist term?
2: It's not a racist
1: term, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, no, just just in case, even if it is, fuck it. This is not inside the ropes. Do whatever <laughs> fuck you want. Yeah, yeah. But who is so? Who is your most valuable player of the, of the event? Who stuck out for you the most? Who do you think was the best? <laughs>
2: That's so tough. Cuz how do you look at it? like what what I liked the most? Who did the thing that I liked the most it was Yeah, um, who did Bray you enjoy Wyatt. the most? Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Okay. But does that count because it was like of course, yeah. a, a minute at the end? It doesn't matter. Okay, so yeah. Bray Wyatt. I think that was the best part of the show. Um yeah.
1: I I personally, Batch, Yeah, Bray Bray Wyatt. Yeah. For for me I personally enjoyed uh I I really enjoyed Sasha Banks. I think she stepped up, oh. and, and to me, when I think about the show, it's kind of like, oh, Sasha Banks was really fucking good. So I'm happy, mm-hmm. I'm happy that uh, <clears throat> I got to see Sasha Banks in that light again, and she's, she's rising in that, that women's ranking. So Sasha, for me, was the MVP of the show. And what about the MUP? Who, who did nothing for you? Who did you dislike? Who did you not want to see? Like, Who was the worst performer, in your opinion, on the show? The Miz. <laughs>
0: oh.
1: Ooh, that's a the good one. Miz.
2: Poor Miz. He's just I like Miz as a promo. I like him as a father, a man. I'm sure he's a lovely guy and he you know, he's great and he's a great dad and all that good stuff, but <laughs> he's not he's not for the he's not for this world in the ring. Sorry, Miz.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh that's that's a good one. Uh, I'm I'm personally gonna go with Kofi. I think Kofi. Right. Was, okay. Uh, it's it's that tried formula of like you know the bad guy keeps on beating the shit out of you the whole match and then you do your one move and it's like hey one two three win you know it's kind of like mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that's the reason why no one's invested in the guy because he's constantly playing this underdog thing, whereas now that he's mm-hmm. the champion, you should not be an underdog when you're the fucking champion. You should be dominating. Mm-hmm and and i feel like that's what he's lacking and yeah kofi kingston sorry buddy you're you're my mv mup of of night. Mm-hmm. uh we have we have uh four questions from from some listeners okay. uh at mm-hmm. milney 1989 ian milne he asked milne! <laughs> he asked uh what's your <laughs> thoughts on the finish of the sasha becky match in my eyes the match is still going because nobody rang the damn bell uh, do you think <laughs> do you think Becky and Sasha would not fight at Hell in a Cell in a Hell in a Cell so, yeah definitely yeah I we do. yeah so yes. we we kind of touched on that right like um, uh, so uh, in terms of like is the match still going maybe yeah and, yeah
2: it's like uh, Bull Dallas is still in the Royal Rumble yeah, right yeah that was Curtis Axel oh was it Curtis Axel yeah oh. yeah Sorry. so <laughs> Axel, Axel
1: but then he I think he came out the next year and got eliminated so he was in the Royal Rumble for a year and uh yeah yeah, this is (laughs) this is similar it's like until hell in a cell this match is still going on so (laughs) and yeah for sure i i I definitely feel like that match is worth hell in a cell so maybe that
2: referee is still down on the ground
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah true i mean they they were pretty selective with their angles after that match so you know you never know but yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, at a Fitz 27, Anthony Fitzpatrick. Do you think Braun will ever win the WWE or universal title with speculation that Cesaro and Owens moving to NXT? Would you like to see, uh, who would you like to see on the yellow brand? So first question, Braun win the universal title or WWE title. Do you think it will ever happen?
2: It's not happening, is it? it I think it's clear like from, from tonight that is- it's not happening.
1: Yeah, uh, I I feel like maybe if if they desperately need a transitional champion, Braun is going to be has, that transitional champion. But he's kind of
2: like this generation's Big Show.
1: <clears throat> yeah, to an extent, right? Yeah, because at least Big Show had won the championship in his career. But <sighs> yeah, but I again like a transitional champion sort of thing. I can see that that happening, but. In terms of keeping it and and being big with it? Nah, I don't see it. Uh, And then his second. I think that that ship has sailed. Yes. (laughs) And uh, with speculation that Cesar and Owen's moving to NXT, who would you like to see on the yellow brand? Uh, Finn Balor. Yeah. Balor's a good name. Although, although, I did put out a poll recently between Finn Balor and The Undertaker uh, as the Fiends' WrestleMania opponent. Mm-hmm. and personally I'd love to see Demon Balor versus The Fiend for the Universal title
2: it's good in theory right but if that is something that people are thinking about now by the time it gets to Wrestlemania it will be ruined <laughs> yeah that's true
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah Finn Balor is a good name Finn Balor is a great name to, to move to NXT do you know who I think
2: would be good in NXT
1: Jeff Harvey wow Oh, that's a solid name. Yeah, that's a solid fucking name to say. Veteran fits with the style.
2: Yeah. he could have some fucking killer matches, um, in NXT. Be so good.
1: Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, I would have. I would like to see Dolph Ziggler in NXT. I think Dolph Ziggler suits that style as well. And yeah. um, and Asuka, put Asuka back in NXT. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that'd be good. That would be good. Uh, at carry neck, do you lads think Banks will eventually take the belt from Lynch, and if not, who would be the next contender? I hope so. <clears throat> I kind of think that they're saving Becky for Rhonda's return.
2: Yeah, I'd like to
1: see. I'd like to see uh, Banks Banks win it.
2: Maybe they can. Maybe she can win it, and then Becky can win it back. That'd be good.
1: No, see, I, I want, I want Becky. So basically, I want Becky to keep the title all the way until Ronda comes, and then that way Becky remains undefeated, and then Ronda's like, "I'm going to take it back from." Well, and then, why well, then,
2: with you, they have a rematch at next year's WrestleMania? Sure,
1: why not? Yeah, that could, that could be good. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that, and hopefully, Ronda's finger heals up. Good God, that was disgusting. Mm. Uh <clears throat> yeah, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Our final question comes from at fastfoodguido. What conditioner does Ollie use on his leg hair or is it just natural Persian oils? That's his first question. Uh, For my leg
2: hair, yes. uh, It is national... National? National.
1: (laughs) National (laughs) Persian oils. (laughs) National
2: Persian oils. Buy them at any Persian rug sales uh, establishment. (laughs) Coconut coconut oil.
1: I use that. Oh, yeah. Uh, His second question is... What does Molly Spartan's hair smell like? Uh, I don't think anyone but Wolfgang is allowed close enough to smell Molly Spartan's hair.
2: It smells like Powerpuff Girls.
1: Yes. It smells like sugar, spice, and everything nice. Yes. And uh, his uh, third part of this three-part question is, Is the Arn Sheik the biggest celebrity supporter of Jewish Americans? <laughs> and then there's a video of Iron <laughs> Sheik. Mm. Uh, <laughs>
2: Please, please, that's my countryman. I will not speak ill of my countryman.
1: <laughs> you are big jabroni! You are big jabroni! <laughs> Too much big jabroni. Fucking <laughs> bullshit! <laughs> so, Ali, <Back in> <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, percentage of perfection for, for this pay-per-view? Uh,
2: a solid...
1: 58%. Okay. 58. I could see I could see the reasoning behind that. That that makes sense. Uh I I solid. Okay. Uh I'm I'm going to go uh, you know what? I'm going to go about the same. I'm going to go about I'm going to say 55%. 55. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was better than average but not not that much better than the average. I think
2: if the if the Kofi Kingston Randy Orton match had been good, then it would be way higher.
1: Yeah yeah that took a lull in the middle if he had hit that punt and yeah. picked up the win I would have been like alright that was good yeah you know yeah <laughs> but unfortunately not uh <clears throat> Ollie thank you so much for coming on uh I, I really appreciate it and I'm so glad you're my first guest uh after after nearly 50 episodes of podcasting on the pot of thunder there could be no other person
2: oh stop stop you're gonna make me cry <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm only crying because I know we have to do thunder next, and I'm not ready for this. Uh, I
2: don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. Uh, uh, if, it's if you want to take a journey with us back to 1998, then you can every single Friday on Inside the Ropes Patreon six dollar level.
1: Mm, yes, uh, join us on Patreon um, six dollar level Inside the Ropes. Where we review the Pot of Thunder, and uh, if you if you guys you know if you enjoyed this, well, we review the Pot of Thunder. We oh, I thought that's what we're starting to do for this week. Is that, <laughs> <we're not? laughs> no, that's
2: next. That's not that's on Rope Ten. We review the Pot of
1: Thunder. It's, oh yeah, right. So yeah, it's a, <laughs> I'm gonna add another podcast now where Ollie and I review. <laughs> we review what we just reviewed. So um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but yes, no, no. Thank you so much, Ali I appreciate it so much, and uh, this was fun. It's nice. It's nice being in in two thousand nineteen. Is there is there anything you want to plug? Any anything you want to say? Um,
2: you, uh, YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward inside the ropes for interviews yes. with all your favorite wrestling personalities: CM Punk, Goldberg. Edge, Edge, Chris Jericho, Tony Khan, everyone, everyone's on there.
1: Tony Schiavone, uh, Tony Schiavone. it's, it's, uh, Oli, Ollie is the mastermind behind the 100,000 subscribers that YouTube has now, so make sure you, you subscribe, because there's, there's a reason why it's, it's going up exponentially, it's because the content on the stuff, on, on the YouTube channel is excellent. The CM Punk video, has that hit a million views yet? It's at 960,000 wow okay so it's nine hundred sixty thousand. it's gonna hit a million views very soon so it's 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 absolutely fucking incredible and so this is the type of content you get like stuff that you've never heard before from people that you didn't know spoke about shit so yeah you you definitely should check this stuff out it's really really good and And then uh, if you want
2: to if you want to come along to one of the inside the rope shows coming up in october we have brett the hitman heart and the in the UK and Ireland so uh there's still tickets available for London, Belfast and uh, Manchester. Uh, so mm-hmm. inside the forward slash hitman and you can follow me on Twitter at Ollie also
1: O-L-Y-O-S-O Yes, make sure you follow Ollie. Folly Ollie Folly Ollie Folly Ollie make sure you follow Ollie on Twitter because he doesn't have Instagram anymore which is really disappointing but that's something if I you like, to, If you
2: like yeah. dad jokes, if you like dad jokes every couple days, then <laughs> match
1: twitter is I like the limbo the place one. To be. I like yeah, the limbo that? one. That was funny, yeah. <laughs> um, Ollie, Ollie's Twitter game is great. So uh, check, check him out. And uh, yeah, Pod of Thunder if you want to listen to more of Ollie. And upcoming soon on Inside the Ropes Tuesday Night Titans. So keep, oh, yeah. keep an eye Dark. out for that. See how that but, goes.
2: Anyway, it was thanks yeah. thanks for having me on. It's been
1: absolutely lovely. This is so much fun Ali. Thank you. Thank you. Speak to uh, you soon, pal. Good
2: luck with your uh, good luck with your fantasy league.
1: Oh yeah. I'll 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 touch up on that on this week's uh, podcast. So, so yeah. Keep an ear out for that, folks. This should be fun. Bye. I love Bye. you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>